This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into the prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. About to show these boys how we do it. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's not about deserve. I'm not an owl! A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I stop on your mom? The Guardian Lemosa. Now on. You do as I do. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? this? Welcome to Geek Herring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, I'm Amanda, and with me today is my awesome, hilarious, and totally plugged-up co-host, Monica. (laughs) I mean, you say plugged up. People who are not quite... uh, native speakers, like I would have to- assumed something totally different when you said plugged up there. But I mean, yes, my nose is very, very uh, plugged up, apparently. <laughs> that's that's what we call it. Plugged it's, up nose. It's confusing, irritating, <laughs> and uh, slightly sexual. <laughs> Ooh, not what I was going for when I'm talking about your snotty nose, but no, sure. that's no, that's not sexual. But just the wording would be sexual. But yeah, I have <laughs> stuck my face too close to my dog, um, and that's that's what I get from it basically. Um, also, he's a tiny little bitch. He uses me as his as his pillow currently, mm. and is just dancing around on me with his like eight kilos, and this has just tiny paws, and it's painful. So yeah. It's all but pain, all but pain with the dog this time. All the pain, but it's just looking at some me of the games, most uh, of the games. I don't, I don't know. know. I game. find it like really unfortunate that you can't smell anything, but you also have allergies. Like it feels like because you yes. g- can't smell things, you shouldn't have allergies. So my heart that breaks a little great. bit. That would be great. That would be epic. That would yeah. be so amazing. But that's not how it works. And because it's like, how would you even know if you're allergies. smelling something that you're allergic to? But do you need to smell something to be allergic to it? I don't know. It just seems like logic. I think that's pre- maybe Amanda logic. <laughs> hey, I have good fucking logic, okay? I mean, the current argument is not in your favor. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's what's going down, so... It was better this, like, it was fine this afternoon, and it just happened, like, I think 30 minutes ago, so I was like, great timing, dog, great timing, and also great smart move from me, um, because, (laughs) because I touched my face, so that was not smart, um, so yes, that's instant revenge from Elegy Town, uh, but yeah, other than that, a lot of work, um, yeah, nothing more to say to that, honestly. (laughs) That's true. <laughs> How about you? How are you doing? You're not oh, plugged up. I'm sorry for that. Or I I'm mean- I'm not plugged up. No, I'm I'm okay. Um, we have a new cat. That's new from last week. Yay! Um, she is called Kit Kat, and she is very cute, and she is very demanding, and she is very l- loud and in your oh, face all loud? the time. Oh, she meows a lot and like cries. Oh. Like she's very very vocal, um, and she's in your face all the time. So if um, if anybody was allergic to cats, you would be all stuffed up around here too. All plugged oh, up. Yeah. I, I I feel you experience parts of the of the 
animal blues that you get when you get an animal again like you had you didn't have one for a few years now but but and then transitioning to the fact that there is always something around that kind of wants your attention is all super, the time it's like, <laughs> like all the time it's like when i when we got when we got yoshi and there was we didn't have one obviously for for a while because my ex-boyfriend had the dog so i didn't have one um and when we got him, I was literally sitting on the floor in the living room with a tiny dog on my lap, crying. If I wasn't considering things cl- smart, if I wasn't like thinking of everything long enough, because I was so done with the world, uh, because he was just sitting there staring at me, and it was so much like this feeling of constantly being watched and having to take care of something all the time. That was just so. That's the 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 puppy blues. So you have the kitty blues now. She's wonderful, and I love her. And she settled in so well. And I'm like, this is going to be all the time. She likes to sit on my boobs um, while I'm sitting down, like on the couch. She sits on my boobs and like curls her head into my neck, which is adorable in theory. But she's like <laughs> 15 pounds, and my boobs are like 30 pounds. And, like, that's 45 pounds of weight on my lungs when I'm sitting down and, like, kind of reclining. And I'm like, I can only do this for so long because you're actually so heavy. (laughs) I can't breathe. Like, I mean, it's super hardcore that, like, after only not even a week now, she's doing that already. And you're like, and then it's... From afar, it's like, it is so adorable, but it's also just fucking exhausting sometimes. Like, don't get me wrong. It is so adorable. And even I think it's adorable when I'm like, oh, look, she's curling all up into my neck again. This is great. And then 10 minutes later, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's enough now. I can't breathe. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this poor kitty, eh? I mean, but yeah, I get it. And in the beginning, it's all a bit much because of the intention situation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, Yeah. Yeah, but we're not talking about cats sitting on boobs. We are not talking about cats sitting on boobs. Though it would be probably a much less depressing topic. So I'm glad we brought it up before we got sad. But maybe we need to bring it up in the end again, just because we need to like a like a cheer us up at the end of it. Yeah. Note to self: talk about boobs and cats. <laughs> I mean, why the fuck not, right? Why not? <sighs> yeah, but this week we're talking about it's a sin, and we're not we're not talking about the song. We're actually talking about the TV series that has I don't know when it when when it released. January the 22nd on Channel 4 in the UK. Um, And I don't even know, man. (laughs) Oh, boy. It was an emotional ride. We were recommended to to watch it and review it from one of our wonderful community members, Ollie. Um, So thank you so much, Ollie, for the recommendation to watch this. Um, And also, fuck you, we cried so much. I I don't know if I cry so much. Cry, I didn't cry a lot, but I was otherwise broken. Oh, I was completely broken. But that's because broken. I'm just generally broken and out of tears. Um, but that is <laughs> that is a different story. I can't open this. I can't open the barrel of 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 sadness to that extent right now. But it was it was it was a whole damn fucking lot. Eh? <laughs> it was like I kind of went into this thinking this is going to be sad. Like. 
I'm expecting this to be sad. Yeah, you said it's 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 a ride, but like, whoa. This was so much more emotional than I was really prepared for. And also, I finished watching it first thing on a Monday morning, which was probably not the smartest thing to do because basically I was broken and could not work the rest of Monday. I mean... I mean that is that is a totally that is totally your own fault. Like I can't be responsible, or nobody can be responsible for the choice to do that after you've even watched like what season episode four you watched on the weekend, and for season five you waited until Monday or something. No, episode Not four and smart. five I was on Monday. I just went four for and it. five. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. bad move. Mm. <laughs> Not not my brightest hour. Yeah. Um, Oli in chat also says. I did tell you that you'd feel empty inside. I gave so many disclaimers. We really did, but we didn't yeah. listen. I'm sorry. Well, it's not so much that we didn't listen. We were just, like, doing it anyways. Yeah. Like, yeah. We, we kind of were like, okay, well, if we're going to review this for the show, we need to watch it. Um, yeah. So, um, It's a Sin is a five-part miniseries, um, as Monica said, released on E4 in the UK in January, that follows four friends back in the 1980s, um, which was a decade that changed everything for um, for gay men and for global health crises and societies, everything, um, because it's following their experiences um, with AIDS and it's a lot it's a show that's a lot and it's also i think it's one of the most real and needed shows of our time honestly it came up twice now for like as a as a woman who has like only recently a lot of contact with a lot of gay men i had zero connections to any i mean and also i'm what I was born in for 84 so I was three years old so I had clearly absolutely no idea what, when it all started what was going on and whatever um also our edu- sex ed was also super shit about any of this really if we think about it and and just recently it came in up it also came up in another series I was watching the tales of the city um how this certain period in in time was like devastating and like destroying entire like groups of people and how much death there was happening during during a, such a such a period and it was just so overwhelming just the thought of it like mm-hmm. having people literally like all you, death is something that i think we don't often deal with and we don't acknowledge unless you come into a certain age where you're like well now it's normal that people start to die right and but that's not when you're twenty something. That is like your grandparents die, maybe, and if you're really unfortunate, your parents die, maybe, but or some 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 relatives of some kind. But none of your friends are dying. Like not n- nobody your age is dying. And and um, the series basically starts out during a time when when they only start to notice that there is something happening that they, and they only start to kind of realize and give the give the disease a name give the give the virus a name and and stuff like that and this is all going from eighty one to ninety one it's like the 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 with like from the start to finish of the of the series basically so so when it all just started to medicine didn't know what was happening a bit like it was very familiar to what's going on with 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 covid right now as well like people don't know how does it working what is the virus doing what is going on um so yeah 
Um, um, so it's like it's super intense to to even um, think about that it started to wipe out entire groups of people at the same time. Um, and yeah, that, that the series basically deals with deals with all of this and how how um, this group of gay men um, are are living their lives in London while it is happening. Yeah, as you can imagine, um, and like you say, actually, the parallels with what's going on right now with COVID is just like it was too real. It was <laughs> I was like, whoa, because there is people, um, including the main character in the show, like denying that this was happening, denying that like it was it was nothing to worry about, like it was just this this thing in America, and like it wasn't a big deal, and it hadn't come over to England yet, and like just carry on with life, like totally totally denying that it was a thing that it existed and um yeah just the parallels to everything with covid is whoa um it's just i'm obviously you know they're very different diseases um and i don't want to draw like comparisons but there was just a lot of parallels that was like whoa there's this is this is definitely a lot like just similarities but yeah um yeah basically it started out like you see this this five um gay men and they start out all they all live in various parts of the uk and obviously spoiler territory so um yes <laughs> don't listen if 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 you don't want to know what the series is about um but they're like it's a group of i mean they didn't know each other initially but all the all the um guys in the show are from different parts of of the uk so one is from the isle of Wight, one is from wales i think mm-hmm. um and others i think a few are also from london or whatever i think one is one is a black guy and i think he's from london and the other one is also from like the countryside somewhere i think scotland maybe was it scotland mm-hmm. i think it was scotland and 100 percent sure um and they both all None of them had come out at the time when they left their hometowns, um, and they all met up in met up in London at this. I think it was a gay bar, um, and then they decided to move in together with with uh, a girl called Jill, who we don't really know if she was anything on or if she was. She never had a boyfriend. She also never had a girlfriend. So um, she was just like a really integral part and friends with 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 all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jill. We're getting a lot of love for Jill in chat here, and I just yeah. want to echo it. She, you know, she was absolutely stellar, essential character um, mm-hmm. who, you know, took care of the boys and took the AIDS crisis more seriously than any of them and took it upon herself to learn everything she could before any of them were taking it seriously. I mean, she was also thrown into this situation where one of them got, the, got, got it pretty early on, mm-hmm. and... He basically made it, made her the, asked her to care for him. And like she was, you, you see that she was still in a position where she didn't know what was going on, how, how it was happening and was getting super paranoid and constantly cleaning herself and constantly making sure everything is, everything is disinfected and, 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 uh, and, and everything is like, so that because she also didn't know where it was coming from, but she took it upon herself to like get super educated because one of the, one of the, one of the guys Colin flew to America for his job as well. And he asked, uh, she asked him to, um, like get more information over from there because in the UK they didn't have as much. Um, um, so yeah, and they became like 
and you could like really see into the culture uh into gay culture in london in the 80s i feel that must have been something um I, I don't know it felt it felt like that that's just what was happening i suppose or what is still happening i don't know um i i assume <laughs> one thing i really was i don't know what the right word is touched by but not touched by was the the portrayal of stigma in in the show um and like you were saying Moni, about jill like overly cleaning herself because like they didn't know what it was but it wasn't just jill like there was a lot of stigma attached to aids and i mean i uh, to an extent there still is i mean like there's still a lot of stigma with hiv positive and and aids and like just any of these diseases now even though they're you know not a death sentence anymore like they were when it was the 80s and the 90s and um yeah like people didn't know what was going on people didn't know how you could catch it people didn't know like anything about it and it was really heartbreaking to watch like um jill interacting with what was his name did you say colin um i know i'm so bad at no colin is the colin is the welsh one the one with the suits um gregory (laughs) gloria um uh yeah the like just you know they wouldn't be couldn't be anywhere near each other and Um, like she would go in 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 full um, protective gear with like gloves and like totally scrubbing herself down and like it was just it was it was really sad um, that like Gloria wasn't getting the any kind of connection and was just you know and oh my goodness and then when he went over to their flat like I don't even know how that happened and then he drank out of the pink mug and um, Jill was like, what do I do with this? Like, I, I, I'm going to wash it and put it away. And she's like, I can't. And she like, she got back out of bed and like, she washed it again. And then she put it in the very back of the cupboard and she got back in bed and she got back out of bed and was like, nope. And she like wrapped it in a tea towel and smashed it and threw it away because she didn't want the boys in her flat catching AIDS. And mm-hmm. like, obviously you can't catch AIDS from drinking out of a mug. Um, but it, it just like so much like lack of understanding and it's really really shown like i think they did a fantastic job of like really detailing how much we didn't know then like when this first came like i mean like with every disease we didn't know nobody knew what it was doing like people had to catch it first people there had to be uh, studies done so that people knew what was going on right and um like in the in the like from the eight from eighty one to ninety one, which is when the series was 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 kind of placed in, um, you could totally also see different with with difference in how the people basically dealt with it and how the people reacted with it and and and, and how that also changed because as you said in the beginning there was this super paranoia almost that everything anything could infect you and you can catch it from anything and after some after these 10 years people already like knew that is what was through blood it was not not particularly through kissing or what like through um yes through liquids but um but not you can touch people and you can can kiss them and whatever so that's not necessarily automatically that that you can catch it then so so that just how much also happens in well 10 years is not a short amount of time imagine the fucking covid would 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 take 10 years it would just like the worst but in at the time it was also and they they mentioned it also in the in the series obviously that if um 
straight men or other like everybody else would have died except that that, that wouldn't have been gay men there would have been much more going on with any of this but because it was so focused and so concentrated on the on the cult all the on the population of gay men so it not only did it have the the stigma of the disease itself but also the stigma of it only happening to gay men which um took a really long time for people to figure out that this is not this had nothing to do with who 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 the people were sleeping with um and that it's not a gay disease that everybody can get it and 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 um That was also just something where where it was it's hard to watch now if you're like <sighs> I don't know, generally hard to watch. Yeah, it was it was definitely definitely heartbreaking. Um but did everybody laugh? I'm gonna lighten the mood and then we can go back deep again. Did everybody laugh when Stephen Fry's character was like, ah, I'm not gay? <laughs> Because <laughs> I fell out of my chair laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I generally felt it was a good representation because they also cast Neil Patrick Harris for for um, for a role and, <laughs> and and he was also obviously uh, playing a gay man. He was the first one that died in uh, in the show. So um, and he was connected. He was connected to one of the one of the boys in the flat and um, it, it just. Yeah, yeah. As Wobby says in chat, the highs and lows of the of the sh of, of the show were so good. I think it did such a great job in portraying the love for life from mm -hmm. all of the boys, um, from all of the men um, in the show, and also the love, the, the the friendship and the sex and all of it, and just just embracing whatever the fuck is life when they could and at the same time also showing how fucking hard it is how hard the stigma was um how 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 the secrecy broke everyone and everything like um the first one yeah for sure like captains and chat it's very hard it's a very hard watch but it's important for people to see in a form that is more wide widely available 100 percent like mm -hmm. um As I said, if if you if if I wouldn't have had contact to to all the people I know now, I would have no no connection to it whatsoever, and I had no idea, like no idea about gay culture, no idea about about about, about like what must have been going on, and also the fact that you were in a group of people and all of your friends suddenly started to die, like the pressure, at like the grief and the pain and the just the thought of it having like all the people I know now could have been the people that, that I might not know, you know, I can't even continue the conversation because I'm like, this is all like, like, this is just the literal worst. Uh, and, and to experience that in such at such a young age and because and connected with all the shame and also what I had obviously also no idea about because I'm just a fucking privileged white woman in i don't know whatever kind of mid-class situation who is oblivious about fucking life is that i had no idea that the that it also affected the brain to such a degree mm -hmm. that was something where i was like i like i had no i didn't know like i just i didn't and it that was just like super intense that it could alter it's not I don't know. I can't. I, I can't even. I can't even formulate what I'm trying to say, um, because apparently what they showed also really well in in the show was that how it's not just that not just as if it's not enough already, but it's people are, are, are like in this hospital ward one after the other and after the other and after the other, and they all had different kinds of reasons how they were 
waiting there of basically for death to happen and and part of it was also that that, that it affects the brain to a degree that they they got like proper proper the uh, dementia from it and uh, they also they had a, quite some scenes as well where, where this dementia also affected the obviously the connection with the people and with the friends and everything and it was just so well made but also so heartbreaking um because it was just something that people haven't seen before and as cup said it's so necessary to watch it and to 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 look at it to be even be aware what it what what this did to an entire group of people to an entire population and how this was all still something that was happening in secret like it wasn't didn't get any and, and not didn't get the proper attention whatsoever and also in combination with all the stigma and the shame that was also very well displayed in the show is just so much pain so f much fucking pain i can't it's, it's just unimaginable to to yeah yeah must have experienced this at all one of the parts that i mean like obviously the whole show broke my heart but one of the like ongoing themes that really really drove the knife into my heart was that all of these gay men in the show were dying and their families were not finding out that they were gay that they had aids one or the other until they were like so far into the disease and there was basically no hope no cure no end in sight and like that's how they had like it was forced coming out they, there was just so, so much shame and embarrassment tied to being gay being gay and having aids having aids and yeah just having to like feeling like you have to hide that from your parents and like all of the the families in the show um you know they none of them were new they were all like fairly hard about you know having a gay son and um like Gloria's family when Gloria died like they they burned um everything to do with him um because they were so ashamed and also because they didn't want to catch AIDS um like as if that can happen like that um Wobin Chat mentions that um, there's one scene that stands out to him when it's when Richie, so Richie is one of the, is played by Ollie Alexander, who is also, um, and he's like basically one of the main characters, um, uh, is that that they started to p uh, play ads and, and, and like commercial, well, commercials, not ad, like infomercials, let's call them, informational, informational clips. That's what let's call it that on TVs uh, on TV about what AIDS is and 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 who it affects and what is ne what is necessary to know and all of that. Um, so and Richie's family didn't even turn turn they turned away from the TV when it was happening and they didn't even acknowledge it because they didn't think that it was something that was concerning them at all. And it really, he thinks it really shows the ignorance and the partial privilege of people to dismiss, to, 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 to dismiss this entire situation at all. Um, and yeah, I totally agree. Like people just try start. If they think it doesn't concern them, they don't play pro pay proper attention. And because everything was obviously kept so, such a tight, kept secret the fact that they were all they were all gay and that, that they haven't had they had, didn't come out to um to their parents at all so it also the, this entire info this entire inf info channel situation didn't even um matter to them even though it really should have and um it shows yes it's a lot of privilege for mm -hmm. i remember back in 
1991, 1992, um, there was a newspaper article, front page story about like the, the AIDS crisis. And I asked my mom, like, what is AIDS? And like, she, she told me what it was. And then we had a conversation about what gay men were, because I was like, what is a gay man as, as a five-year-old, six-year-old would, would be doing. And like, she, I mean, from, from my, I remember this very vividly. I don't remember quite her explanation, but I think she did a pretty good job, um, for somebody who didn't, you know, have a lot of connection there just, um, but again, it was also quite a few years after this was all starting to, to come about, but I'll be like, it was 91, 92 and the crisis, it was still being called a crisis because it was like, this is something that went on for even longer than the 10 years that this show covers. And yeah, like that's scary and heartbreaking and really sad. And that's only the 10 years that it was in England as well. Like, obviously, it was started in America a lot earlier than that and has been around since the 1920s, 1930s, I think. I was I was reading up, like, how, how it all even started. And it was, like, way back in the 1920s, 1930s. Um, so it's been, like... Wow. It, and it took that long to reach, like, epidemic crisis. Um, and, I mean, it's still something that it's it's not... It doesn't have a full cure. But, uh, I mean, at least nowadays we're at the point where it doesn't mean... It's not a death sentence anymore to be HIV. Mm-hmm. So, that when I went to school, that wasn't even there yet. That it, yeah. w- it was still... Um, and that's like, when did I start? When I was 16, that's 20. So, so, so that's... My God. Anyway, <laughs> but it's... But I totally recall that it's just something that is very not very re- not super like but when i was still in school it still was um considered something which is a death sentence sentence and so it's i think it's really super important to even like inform and get informed and be informed about about how all this is paying out um for me in the the show like <laughs> um it went through a few you could see like because it 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 the group is like a group of five to uh, four boys, uh, four men, and you could see like a few of them got no, it's five, it's five men. Uh, um, a few of them got AIDS, and a few of them then started to test um, for H- if whether or not they were HIV positive, and some of them weren't. Um, and you could see with everybody who 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 got it basically um, how also the family reacted differently. Um, that was also super. Um, heartbreaking to see for some like um, for Colin the Welsh the Welsh guy he was like a super um, like uh, a good boy he wasn't like sleeping with a lot of with a lot of men like like the other ones did and he was always part of everything Um, but he was just very very straight very sticking to a lot of rules so that's what it felt like for me like he was very rule and a and a very just such a nice and and friendly kind of guy who um unfortunately also um um got hiv and then in the end aids and and that was just so heartbreaking to see as well because his mother he was just so loving he was just loving him he she didn't give a shit whether or not he was gay or not how he caught how he caught it at all or whatever that wasn't even she didn't ever question it she was with all the friends they were all together and she was there just there to support him and it was so wonderful because it must have been just so painful in the and you could see it in the show as well like there were so many different ones where 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 
where they were alone in their in their in the hospital bedroom and didn't even did they didn't tell anyone nobody was visiting them and they were dying there alone and and Colin's mother was just there she was supportive she might not have understood everything and she was like super like fearful and she tried to and you could see there are so many things connected to all of this because she was asking um she wanted they were she was already trying to get to know more about how, what would happen if they if he dies and he, he she wants a funeral and then all of his her hometown didn't want to bear, bury Colin and and it was just like all the, and that's all the things that you don't consider um when you think about HIV or AIDS when when that was was happening when it was starting out and they did again such a good job at showing at showing all of the different things and all of the issues that come with like you can't bury your kid in the place that it was. First of all, you need to bury your kid. Second of all, they are not allowing you to bury him wherever you want to bury him. And then it's all super complicated. And yeah, but how the support that she showed, um, she showed her son and his friends. And it was just wonderful to see. But on the other hand, you had the parents who from um, Richie, who in the end also got it was HIV positive and got AIDS in the end. How? Because they weren't aware because he never came out to them. Um, they took another diff, a whole different turn in this entire situation. Like they took him away from the hospital that he was in, brought him home and like cut contact to all of, of his friends. And that was just, and I think it was it you that you said that it was mainly because of the stigma and of the sh or, or also Jill said it in the show because of uh, all all the shame because of all the shame that he was carrying he didn't he wasn't able to tell them he was he did things that he shouldn't have done like he knew that he had it and he was infecting other people because of the shame he was carrying and the stigma he that was attached to all of it and um basically he also said it himself like he was killing other people and um i think that's just such a proof as well of how much how much additional shit can happen just because we are not accepting people for for who they are just because we tell someone they cannot like you can't love who you love is causing so many more problems than it solves anything and obviously would never solve anything but people try to make other people hide everything about themselves just so that it fits in a society but all it does is kills more people and all it does is that it causes more harm and i think that's also something the show did a really good job at. it's like showing how much shit can happen because of the fact that you're and our puritanical ideas about sex. Yeah, I just um I want to read out what Jill said to Richie's mother because like Richie's mother at the end was like it's not my fault. It wasn't my fault. And Jill was like it was it almost looked like she was going to walk away and just be like, "Yeah, you're right. It wasn't whatever. Believe what you want to believe." But she didn't. She like she said to her um the the wards are full of men who think they deserve it. They are dying, and a little bit of them thinks, yes, this is right. I brought this on myself. It's my fault, because the sex I love is killing me. I mean, it's astonishing the perfect virus came along to prove you right. Mm. And just absolutely, um, you know, it's heartbreaking that, that, that women, like, or, or pe people like Richie's mother in the show just think that they're so not to blame for any of it and like no they're not to blame for the disease but they are you know they do contribute to the shame and the embarrassment and like 
making people think that it's their fault for having a disease and um even that like i i'm sure that there are people out there that like celebrate that like all these gay men are are dying because you know it's god's punishment for for sodomy or whatever other bullshit Mm. just makes me so angry to even say that because it just makes me very angry (laughs) i feel that they had such a great showdown between um two mothers in the hospital like one was obviously a really supportive one it was basically the day that um um richie's parents found out that um that they that that richie's parents found out that richie was gay obviously um and they could believe it both couldn't believe it and her his mother went went on a on a rage in the hospital there and she clearly met with that other mother in the hospital in the in the break room because she was getting some tea and and they got in basically they got into a fight and the supportive mother was just asking her where the fuck she was looking at like what was she thinking like was was she even looking at her son um at all that she didn't notice that he might have been gay and i feel that that was also like just such a such a strong moment at the time because mm-hmm. we're sometimes so self-occupied with our own bullshit that we stop to look and see what's in plain sight um and we ignore what's going on in plain sight and and that was just but she couldn't and pride and and the pain she just couldn't um step down from from the fact that she thinks she's not to blame and i think that also causes even more harm to you might not be able to understand everything but if you search to blame in something then and and pretend that you're not at fault when this has nothing to do with the situation but then fo- keep on pre- keep on mentioning this as the be all end all but i didn't know and I, it's not my fault and then react out of this notion then um basically in the end they stripped him from all his friends and from all his connections and from the people who really understood him and um and even Jill, who was the 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 girl who was friends with all of them, um, Wobin Chat says that the character of Jill is based on a real woman who lost three of her friends to HIV in the eighties. Um, such a badass man! I loved her so well, incredible so character. good. Um, and she was even. They were going. There was. There were they, because Richie was from the Isle of Wight, and so they were booking a hotel there. They got money from from someone they 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 knew, and just they just stayed there for however long it took and they called every day and wanted just to see him um but she they didn't they didn't yeah couldn't get over themselves and didn't allow them to the day that that richie then died from a heart heart yeah he had a he had lymphoma in his lungs and it caused him to have heart failure um yeah and I didn't even when 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 it was going on at the end I was like what is Kende? But then he had already he already had died. So um, it was just such a also such a cold exchange. It was super super weird, and she didn't she didn't earn any good points for me that much. And and I get it like pain is pain, and everybody suffers pain differently. But boy, yeah, no, you're right. Um, the only criticism I've seen about uh, about the series, and I want to bring it up because I think it's really important. Mm. Um, is that it didn't feature um, or even talk about the fact that women can also have AIDS. Um, like it, and it could have been a conversation that really like opened up the conversation even more. Um, I want to read part of an article, and I know I do this a lot, just like read from an article, but I can't say it any better. And this is an article written by um, 
somebody HIV positive who lived through through this in the 80s. So I'm going to pull out three paragraphs here that are really important. Um, so they said, when I watched It's a Sin, I fell into a pit of darkness. I thought, can't you wait until we're dead? Us survivors who did not die, who did not die but had to exist in stigma and who are now triggered by the show and the enormity of what we went through. But when I climbed out of that pit a few nights later, I thought, this is an important, vital drama. But precisely because it's vital, it should have gone the extra mile and included the women who were, from the beginning, died from AIDS too. They were there from day one. The women told... They were selfish to get pregnant, the women who'd had their babies taken away from them. The women called whores for contracting the virus when they should have known better. It's a gay, gay man's disease. Jill, whose role was reduced to being that of the visitor in the last couple of episodes, seeing a woman dying from AIDS, could have said, I didn't know women could get it, and a nurse could have replied, we've seen a couple women now. She's got kids, that one. Mm. I mean, there was this, and I think that's something that they also placed like super smart. So there was this, obviously, this black, um, this black guy as well, who his name was sorry, Roscoe, Roscoe, um, and he like made this super epic exit um, one day for out from his family. It was a Nigerian Nigerian family, and they they were very religious, and he was like trying really hard, and they were like super trying to get the gay out of him and pray the gay out of him, basically, and pray the gay um, away. Yeah, pray the gay away, and. Um, with support from his sister a bit, he then just left the family. Left the family, and he actually did. And his father was super, um, super strict about all of it. And, and and his father in the beginning was the one who was kind of driving the wheel there, or like driving the car there with, with trying to get the get, get the gay out of, out, out of Roscoe. Um, and he met him again in the hospital. Um, while he was actually praying, he was also like he went then back to Nigeria, became like kind of a priest or whatever, and then came back to London, London apparently. And Roscoe saw him in the hospital praying with a gay man, uh, with an HIV positive man there at the, uh, in, in in the hospital. Um, uh, and in that interaction between Roscoe and his father, Roscoe's father then told him that he came from Africa and. Everybody has it. Kids have it. Women have it. And they all, and men have it. Like everybody has it. So I feel that was just a small, um, and that kind of showed him that it was not something that had anything to do with Roscoe and the fact that he's gay, but that it's something that is an actual disease that concerns so many people and not just the gay people. And his father was the one who figured it out when everybody else around them and everybody else in London hasn't yet quite figured it out. Like that was just this scene where I'm like, yeah, I know they tried to show that it, that there were people out there that noticed that it wasn't something that is, it wasn't a gay men's disease. It was a disease that was spreading from other sources and not, not, not stemming from the fact that people like men had sex with. Mm -hmm. And I feel that was a, was a, an interesting choice to have the the super religious father figure that out on his own um and then that kind of converted him like not converted him but made him more open again for 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 Roscoe and ask him for forgiveness for his own behavior which i think was but i mean a nice scene obviously anchor but um uh, not all of the parents in the show could have been shit shows his parents mm -hmm. yeah super important watch everybody should go watch it <laughs> yeah i absolutely agree like it's it's heartbreaking it's 
poignant, it's vital, it's important, it's necessary, it's a conversation that we need to have, it's a, it's information that we all need to know. Um, yeah. Like, yes, we've spoiled some things in this episode, um, but I mean, hardly. So go, if you haven't seen it yet, go watch it. Yeah. And um, come back and, and talk to us about what you think. Um, please don't blame us for crying. We have warned you very, very much. Um um, that it's a tearjerker. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Also, we will post a few more links about um, where you can get more information. Because mm -hmm. I think that's also important. Um, and it's not something that, that is done and over with. Like, it's still very much important to know what is going on and um, how you can infect, how you can get infected. And always have safe sex. Have all the sex you want, but safe sex. That would be safe sex for everyone. Um, and as promised, we can talk about cats sitting on my boobs again to lighten the mood perfect yeah so cats sitting on your your 30 pound boobs 15 pound cats on your 30 pound boobs make it really hard to to breathe <laughs> i thought it's going to be a new story but we no it was the same story i was just like i knew i had to bring it up again because we said we were going to bring it up at the end to uh lighten the mood again yeah 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 so <laughs> that was it for this week i think um watch the show inform yourself and wrap it up <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah and as Robbie says in chat we really like we felt a lot of empathy and attachment to the characters and it was an absolute roller coaster but it was worth it yeah wise sure. words to end on yes so that's what we have for you this week and we'll see you next week for another amazing episode of You Caring bye if you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com.